Welcome back to another edition of Sports Business Secrets. My name is Kevin Tarka. I am the founder of Creation Talent Agency, and I will be releasing a new podcast every single day for an entire year that is specifically designed to share the inevitable challenges of the sports business world and how to overcome them. I'm inviting you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing professional basketball players, traveling the world, and continuously finding ways to battle through the adversity in this competitive industry. The goal is to share as many secrets as I can to help you along your own path to success. Happy Thursday, my friends. Welcome back to Sports Business Secrets. We're on episode 351. And my friends, we are coming down the line 14 days away from 365 days straight of podcast episodes. Uh, Very excited about it. Today, what I have for you is uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about something that I really love to do. I had the chance to do yesterday. Um, And so any time that I can get in front of a team, um, obviously the younger the student athlete, the better, just because they, you know, they're, I think they, uh, they're less, uh, um, they have less perspectives pulling their arms in different directions. But, um, obviously I have these, these conversations with high schools and college teams as well. But, uh, yeah, anytime that I can get in front of a team or a student athlete or a coach or somebody that, um, ha- has the opportunity to mend the mind and guide, uh, guide someone on and off the court, um, I do. And it's not because I know everything, but it's because I think I've learned a lot and had a lot of experience along my journey that I'm able to at least give give some advice, give some insight, um, educate people on what I do, what I've learned, what I would do differently. And so that's that's kind of what I want to talk about today. And I figured it would just be beneficial to uh, to share just mainly the outline of what I what I share with teams very often. Uh, and and every time that I get to speak with a team. It's customized a little bit based on the level of player and the relationship I have with the coach of the program. But um, every single time, these these speeches seem to be very similar. And I usually start with a core three and build my message around a core three topics. Um, just, just things that I've learned along the way. Uh, and again, just, you know, my line of work that I like to educate student athletes about because, Obviously, given the fact that I am an agent, players, a lot of players don't understand the actual process of signing an agent and getting to the next level. So anyways, I'm just going to kind of give you the outline of the, um, <clears throat> of the three categories that I usually talk about. And the first one usually starts with something along the lines of saying, I really miss this shit. And, and you know, usually, usually the team will... Will, will, will look at me, my, you know, I just want to make sure they're awake, but I tell them I, I miss this shit because t- most often these conversations are in a gym after a workout, after, after open gym or in a locker room, whatever. And it feels to me like last week I was in high school and yesterday I was in college. And so I really want to stress to these, these players that this is, this is an important time in their lives. And, and of course it, it's, you know, it's kind of kind of cliche and I guess corny, if you will, to say, man, time flies because everyone says it, but it's, it's, it's very true. And so I, I just want to reiterate that. It's not like they've never heard it before, but I reiterate it because time does fly. And very often when I look back, you know, I think every one of us can say to an extent that we take certain things for granted in the different stages of our lives and being a part of a team, whether it's in high school or college, 
you want it to last forever, but it doesn't. And so every once in a while you need to be reminded that you need to enjoy the process. You need to uh, learn from people that have been there before you and take advice and insight from them. And you just need to be aware of how, how important this time in your life is, right? Again, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cliche there and pretty uh, generic, but it's, it's very important. And then I also drop, drop this line on them too, that, you know, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. but there are things that I would have done a, a little bit differently, of course, in high school and in college, just knowing what I know now. And one thing that I touch on is to be aware of labels, especially, and, and just specifically referring to the label of being cool in quotes, right? Because a lot of times the athletes, the, the, the student athletes, the, the, the basketball team, they're all labeled cool. Right? You're the jocks. You're you're, you're the you're the athletes, right? You, you you have support of a lot of people in the community. People look up to you. Your coaches support you. Your your classmates uh, come to your games, and, and you know sometimes your roommates or your friends want to be like you. You know if you're in college, you've got you've got people in the student body that weren't good enough to get to where you are, so they want to be just like you. They want to be in your position, and so very often you're 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 on a pedestal and you're under a magnifying glass, and you are considered cool to an extent because people look up to you. So sometimes that can go a little bit too far and, and you almost get a little bit egotistical and, and, and you know you let it get to your head. And, and of course, this is coming from experience because I know I let it get to my head a little bit too at times. But then you almost take that label and you say, okay, well, we're the cool people. And then there's, there, there's another group of, of whatever you want to call it in your individual uh, circumstance, whether it's the the in quotes the nerds or the studiers or the um, you know the the people that do coding or the people that I don't know play music if you don't play music, just the people that aren't like you, and 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 they're almost the uncool or the non cool people, um, and you know I, I think those those labels are something that I like to to teach people to be aware of because sometimes I wasn't and I I love to meet new people. And as I've gotten older and I can communicate much better and I'm more comfortable with myself and I like to, I like to learn things about people that have similar interests and different interests. And so now I get it, but those people that maybe you consider uncool, maybe they're really cool. They just don't play basketball or they don't do what you do. And so uh, it's, it's, you know, the, in quotes, the geeks, the nerds or whatever, the bookworms or something that you don't have in common, that group, I want to tell you that the non-cool people, whether it's in high school or college, those people are the really fucking cool people after college. They really are. And you'd be surprised at how quickly the, 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 the tides will turn. And the cool group, just because you're a student athlete or just because you're on a, a, a basketball team in college or, or in high school, once that label's gone, you're, you're just you. And that's it. We're all, we're, you know, like we're, we're, we're all the same here. And, and, and the point of this is, is, you know, th those, those people are, are, are smart. Those people have a different perspective. Maybe they can't dunk a basketball or shoot a three, right? But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't hang out with them and learn about them. Cause those are the people that are the founders of startups. Those are the people that are planning uh, the, the, the next trip to space. Those are the people that are starting uh, creative studios. Those are the people that are that are helping with the environment. Those are you know just because they're not in the NBA or they're not athletes doesn't mean they're not cool. So so I really really stress that especially at the high school level because I know that very often I took that for granted and that's that's a big topic that I start with. Um, and so 
you know, again, I think, I think I, I, I get everyone's attention with that number one. And I didn't talk anything about being an agent yet. And so like the second, the second key category for me is usually about my line of work, right? Seeing that I do represent professional basketball players. I am an agent. I like to share a little bit of, of knowledge on the topic and, and just really give them a, uh, a really strong look in the mirror. Um, a, let's say a guided look in the mirror because often people want to see what they want to see or hear what they want to hear and they don't want to hear what they need to hear, if that makes sense. And so I let them know how difficult it is to make it to the next level, you know, because a lot of, uh, a lot of people will think, Hey, I can make it, you know, Hey, sure. I'm, I'm going to get that division one scholarship or I'm going to make it to be a pro or I'm going to make it to the NBA. And you got to realize that every time you level up in that pyramid, the next level gets harder and harder and harder and filled with the elite of the elite of the next group. So if you're the best middle schooler in the country or you're in that group, maybe you can go to an elite prep school. If you're some of the best of the best high school players, you can play at the collegiate level. If you're at the division one level um, and you somehow make it to that next level to be a pro, you're competing against the best of 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 the best. So you got to understand that every time you level up, you got to beat someone. You got to beat someone out who's just as good as you. And, and, and it's really freaking hard. And so I usually start at the top of the pyramid, give the example of the best league in the world, and that is the NBA, and say, well, look, there's 30 NBA teams and there's 15 roster spots. How many players is that? And, you know, it wakes some people up again because, you know, they forget how to do some simple math. 30 times 15 is 450. And so, you know, maybe you throw in a couple, uh, you have the two-way contracts, the, you know, the G League call-ups, 10 days and things of that nature. So let's just round it to 500. And so there are 500 jobs in the NBA. 500. Are, 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 are you the best? Are you one of the top 500 players in the world? Now you're talking about big time, big time people, right? LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, and go on and on and on and on and on. Those guys are the, are the group that you're actually competing against. And not only do you have to compete with them and against them, but you have to understand this is a job. This is their job. This is how they pay their bills and feed their family. So are you going to go steal their job? Because that's what you have to do. And let me tell you, there are some, there are some uh, mother truckers out there. And they're saying, this young dude, this young cat coming out of college, he thinks he's going to take my spot and take my contract and, 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 and take the money that, that, that I make to feed my family and do things I want to do and pay my bills. Hell no. And so you have to understand that when you level up, to the pro level, especially, you're literally taking someone's job. So you have to be a dog and you have to absolutely love it. And now I don't tell people this, and I'm not telling you this because I want you to uh, be scared or deter you from your dreams or, or tell you you should settle or you shouldn't reach for the stars. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm just telling you, you should, but if you do, you have to understand the realities of it. You have to understand how much you have to love it. You have to understand the process. You have to understand there's politics involved. You have to understand you have to be in the right place at the right time. And you have to understand how many people want it just as badly as you. So you really have to love it and you really have to differentiate yourself. And that part wakes a lot of people up too. And then the third part, the third category that I usually uh, include in that core three there is off the court. And, and, you know, I, I really stress that I would be doing a disservice when I talk to any group of student athletes or any group of, 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 of athletes, even if they're pros for that matter, or any coaches or anyone in general that's listening to this podcast episode, I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't stress how much bigger this world is than just basketball. 
and that you don't need to be a pro athlete to be successful. And I've talked about this in the podcast before, but this is just part of the core three, right? Basketball and, and being, being a division one athlete or being a collegiate athlete or being a pro athlete, that could be part of your story, no doubt. But there are many other things that you can do with your life. And unless you're LeBron James or unless you're the top 1%, 2%, maybe 3% of the NBA and you're straight for life, Right, you can just sit on the couch for the rest of, of of life if you want to with that with the contracts you make. Unless you're those guys, and even if you are those guys, but you get the point. Unless you're those guys, you better you better realize what you love to do in this world, right? So my question for anyone listening, and my question at towards the end of my my spiel, wherever it is, my speech, my 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 talk is, what are you doing right now to a figure out what you love and what you have a passion for, and b open up doors right now for the rest of your life after the ball stops bouncing? And that's that's a question you got to ask yourself. I can't answer that. I can help you answer that. I can guide you. I can coach you, but I can't answer that question. And, and, and I stress, what are you doing right now to do that is because I've seen guys do it. I've seen them. I've seen pro athletes wait until they're done playing the game. And then they say, oh shit, I'm 28 or I'm 32, or even if you get a crazy, crazy, crazy rare circumstance where you play 15 years and you know I'm 36 years old, I guess I should enter the workforce. Hmm, what should I do? And it's like, man, you know, two or three years pass, and the stuff you learned in college or the stuff that you, you know, you thought you knew, there's new people, there's new graduates, there's new technology, there's there's a new way to do it. So five, six, seven, eight years from 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 when you graduate. Things are changing, so you can't just sleep under a rock and put the ball in the in the basket for nine years and expect to come out and have a job. You got to do that right now, right? You have to you have to build those relationships. You have to use your platform. And I touched on it a little bit before, but trust me, that label of being a professional athlete or a college athlete or being part of that in quotes the the cool group, which you need to take advantage of, quite frankly, um, to an extent. Use that now because once you have that label, that's gone. Doors don't open the same way that they opened when you were a pro or when you were a college athlete. Even though I scored seven whopping career points that I always referred to in college, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty damn cool when I was a member of the men's basketball team. When I was a Division One athlete and I was a Quinnipiac Bobcat and I was Kevin Tarka, the Division One athlete, and I wanted to make a phone call to a local business or I wanted to interview for an internship, that Kevin Tarka, Kevin Tarka, Division One student athlete, men's basketball player, that is a very different conversation and a different person than after I graduate when I'm no longer part of that core and that team, at least theoretically speaking, right? Obviously, huge, huge passionate alumni always will be a part of the Quinnipiac Bobcat family, but you get the point. Once I graduate and I'm no longer a now current player, that Kevin Tarka is just a normal dude, the same as everyone else. And so that Kevin Tarker gets on the phone with that local business or, or interviews for that internship or that job. I mean, it's different. Maybe, maybe I don't get the callback. Maybe that door doesn't open. People want to do business with people that are that are cool and now, and especially athletes, college athletes, professional athletes. You have to take advantage of that time now to open up the doors and build the relationships for yourself for when the ball stops bouncing in the future. You have to plant those seeds now. You have to start building that skill set now, identifying what you have a passion for. So when you do stop playing the game, you can step into it. 
And, 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 and a lot of people don't understand that. And it's sad because there, there are great opportunities for basketball players, athletes, entertainers, whatever. If you're on a pedestal and you got a magnifying glass on you, take full advantage of it because you have that, that, that X factor, you have that it factor, whatever you want to call it. People want to be around you. People want to be around that energy. They want to be affiliated with you and your team and your, and your, and your, and your, and your athletic ability. They just do. That's reality. So take advantage of that now and don't wait until later. Right. And so those are the core three. And I usually just end with, with, with something that, you know, I personally believe in and that's perspective. I, I, I truly believe that having perspective in whatever stage of your journey you are is very key and important to your success in the long term. And a lot of times, especially if I'm talking to teams here in the States, we're sitting in a nice, a nice high school gym with air conditioning and you got a full court or you got you know, basketballs pumped up, you got lighting, you got Wi-Fi, you got uh, support staff and coaches and, 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 and you name it. And I say, you know, I, I've been lucky enough to travel to 35 plus countries in this world and there are an unbelievable amount of people out there and, and, and young kids out there that would do some unforgivable shit to have the opportunities you have right now to be sitting in the bleachers in a gym with the opportunity to play basketball for fun. And that's, that's real. There are a lot of people out there that would die to be doing the things you do that we often take for granted. And it's important to remember that and be aware of that. And so having perspective is key during your journey, wherever you are on your journey, because we're all in different stages. Um, and so that, my friends, is the uh, the core three uh, and just a little outline of a speech and a talk that I like to give whenever I get the opportunity to share. So if you are a coach uh, and you are listening to this and you'd like for me to come speak to your team or do a Zoom, set up a Zoom session or um, you know, whatever it may be, uh, hit me up. I would love to, I would, uh, I would love to have that opportunity because I think it's a message that, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I was lucky enough to, to, um, to hear in certain, in certain parts of my journey. When I was that age, I had, I had, you know, uh, alumni of whatever program I was a part of at the time come speak, you know, different parts of that. And I got it and I was lucky. Right. But I also, there were parts of that that I didn't experience yet that I didn't know that I wish I heard that. And so I love to take take that information and give back and share insights. So you know where to find me if I can help you or your team. Have an amazing day. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Sports Business Secrets. If you heard something today that you liked but made you realize you're still curious and you might want to learn more, head on over to www.sportsagentsecrets.com. If you've been listening to my podcast from the beginning, you're probably aware that some of this stuff is not really talked about and there's plenty of information that stays behind the curtain. Well, my goal is to peel back that curtain and dive into the things that are left untalked about. I just launched the first of many online courses to come, and the first course is designed to teach the basics of being a sports agent. I base the curriculum on everything that I've learned so far in my career, from how to get your foot in the door, to roles and responsibilities, to types of contracts, and how agents make money, and much more. Really looking forward to sharing with you all the information I wish I had when I was just getting started. So again, head on over to sportsagentsecrets.com to check it out.